Hey guys, welcome back to Sutherland Girls Podcast. I am Brittany. And I am Shannon. And we are so excited to have you guys back for one more week or another week or whatever. Um, If this is your first time joining us, please, please, please go to Instagram and TikTok at Sutherland Girls and go ahead and follow us. We are going to be posting a lot of videos like reels and tiktok videos we just love it and i don't know i feel like a lot of people get a lot of laughs out of it oh my gosh the last one was hilarious yeah i did notice though that i need (laughs) to change my shirt i think we recorded like three in one day and it was like we recorded like four on super bowl in the same outfits and it's fine it's fine anyways um also if you're new or a repeat listener. Thank you guys for joining us again for another episode. Um, Don't forget to go to Spotify and click follow and hit that bell so that you get notified anytime that we post a new episode for you to listen to. Um, Also, we're on LinkedIn if you're interested. It's basically more posts about our episodes. Today's episode is about February Book Club. February Book Club. And the book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Thank you. I don't know why you don't like the F word. You use it just as much as I do. (laughs) Don't tell people that. (laughs) It's so funny that you say that because I did not curse when you guys were growing up. No, you didn't. Until I think you guys were 16, 17 or something. Yeah, and Courtney cussed like a sailor and I was over here like, ugh. But I did say it once in a while. Yeah. And um, I didn't think that I cursed that much because I had such that long period of not cursing because you have to be careful around your kids and other little kids. And then um, I met up with my girlfriends in North Carolina one time and we went through our notes from Mm -hmm. high school. And I'm like, wow, wow. (laughs) The F word was my favorite word. (laughs) Well, to this day, we both agree that that's our favorite word. There's another word, but it's not appropriate. Oh, my gosh. Does everyone want to know it? No, you can't say it on the radio. It's not the radio. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a phrase. It's not a word that I would uh, tell strangers. Yeah. Okay. We'll let everyone think you're wholesome for a little bit longer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So. Man, since last week's episode. (laughs) I've been listening to 80s music and yeah. it's like so many songs I was getting wrong even though I know them now when the song comes on and I go oh yeah that's right yeah it sounds like this I kind of like I feel like the last book club we didn't really introduce like how our week has been because we're recording this a lot later than normal uh-huh. um, we've had a few problems during the week mm-hmm. it's been a rough week another rough one yeah um pray for us i have a heartbeat in my finger i have a heartbeat and i think i'm going to talk about it in this episode now you want to talk about now at the end um why do you have a heartbeat in your finger for the second time (laughs) i 
I'm getting my blood. You want to save it for another podcast? No. Okay. I'll just introduce it and not talk about it a lot. But um, I had to prick my finger. That's why there's a heartbeat. You didn't for prick my it. blood. You didn't prick it. Well, you pricked it for me. For the second. <laughs> actually, the third time. Because the first time I had to prick it twice. No, you pricked three fingers the first time. Oh, okay. And then this is lucky number one. <laughs> like, I really am a pro at this now. Yeah. Um, but I'm having lab work done on my blood to check my hormone levels because, or I bought the box Modern Fertility because Woody and I have been trying to conceive for a long while now and it's just not going the way we thought. So I bought the kit, the first try with the three finger pricks. Got a very devastating email saying that they couldn't test my blood um, or my blood wasn't able to be tested or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they were sending me a new box and I was like, not again. I really hope I don't have to prick my finger thinking I wasn't going to need to. I'm crazy. And I got the box today. And so here we go again. But it went very well. Yes. You prepped very well. Yeah, I'm a pro at this There's now. There's a lot of blood this time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So it kind of goes into a little bit of what I'm going to talk about today. So that's why I wanted to talk about it first. Put it out there. Um, But I'm not ready to go in depth of the journey. So you guys are just going to have to be patient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You did want to talk about something before we started. I did? Yeah. Oh, we're going to do that first? Yeah. You know how I love games? Yeah, yeah, board game, card games. Yeah. Well, not traditional card games, but. I found this new game. I don't even remember. Gosh, my memory. I don't remember how I found it, but it's called Do You Really Know Your Family? <laughs> and it's a board, ga- it's a trivia game, and it's really cool. We haven't played it yet, but some cards are challenge cards, and other ca- cards are trivia. And it's a fun, competitive game full of amusing questions and silly challenges to see if you really know your family. So let's pull a couple questions and okay, see. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I'll read the first one. Okay. How many cards are you going to read? <laughs> oh, gosh. Read it. What is my favorite way to eat potatoes? Um, baked? <laughs> like baked potatoes? I don't know. I don't eat potatoes. Uh, well, when you did, <laughs> my favorite is baked potatoes. And Woody's is twice baked. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's a card for me. What is my favorite TV show? Right now? Or uh, <laughs> Gilmore Girls? Yes. <laughs> I almost and then restarted Friends, it. And then The Office. Uh, Yeah. I would say Friends is equally as good as... Gilmore Girls. The Office. Oh, okay. Those are in the same. Yeah. Did you know, I read... So I follow um, Morning Brew mm-hmm. um, in my work email, and the most expensive or the most like gross profit that a show has made is The Office. Wow. It's they, So Universal... No, Peacock... Whoever bought them recently, uh-huh. um, 
paid half a almost half a million dollars per episode. Wow. And there's like just seven to re-show or eight them. seasons. Just to reshow it. Yes. Wow. And they have a five year contract. So like syndication bank. Game is good. And then get this. It was Seinfeld was next. Yes. And then Friends. Oh. So it was a funny yeah. there was a funny phrase that was like the this is proof that Seinfeld is better than Friends. Oh, yeah. But it, they were only off by like a thousand dollars per, per episode. episode. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, well, that's close second. It could be good negoci- negotiation, also. Yeah. Okay. This is a challenge. Oh gosh. I know. They're all mixed in, so you don't know what you're gonna get. The person to your right will give you something to eat. You must There's successfully two of us eat here. all of <laughs> it without using your hands. You have to eat the other person's food? Whatever the other person hands. gives you without... Oh, okay, let me get to a trivia card. Without their hands that was funny. and your hands? Without your hands. Okay, trivia. What is or was my least favorite subject in school? Math. Yep. Because you're not good at math. I'm not good at math. See, I know you. I don't need to be good at math. They have calculators. Oh, who is my hero? Don't cry, please. <laughs> I can't cry my lashes. Sorry. Can't cry for 24 hours. Who is your hero? You. I know. I just wanted to hear you say it. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's going to be like, barf, corny. And we're no. like, mm-hmm. okay, what is my favorite day of the year? What the heck? Okay. This one's probably easy. December 9th. No. <laughs> I would say your favorite day of the year before was Christmas Day. Oh, no. But now it is June 26th. Oh, I didn't even think about oh, that. Oh, my day. gosh. What's your favorite day of the year? Don't say. I was going to say don't Halloween. Say April t- <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> that would be like, what's your favorite holiday, I guess. Yeah. I know you love Halloween. I guess I guess I don't know you very well. Day. Well, I don't know myself either because I didn't <laughs> think of some days. Okay. Actually, it's April twenty fifth. Yeah, it's, it's not, not too, too cold hot, and not, not too, too hot. Cold. You only need a light jacket. Yes. Which backstory? That was the day that I wanted to get married, and I wanted to put that on my invitations. I know that was the original day we picked. That would have been yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Okay, trivia. If I can meet anyone from history, who would it be? anyone yeah oh my gosh i don't know this because we've never talked about this if i can meet anybody from history if i can meet anybody from do you know this answer for yourself no i'm thinking about it that's Mm. how i think ronald reagan that would be awesome (laughs) i loved him pre or post presidency history History. uh probably when he was governor oh you know what i think i would okay i was thinking about this the other day because I saw a video of Marilyn Monroe acting. Mm-hmm. I would like to meet her, but not... Because you know how her voice goes up? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not her real voice, just like Paris Hilton. I would right. like to meet her with her real voice and hear her real Because she was very, very smart. Yeah. And also Elizabeth Taylor. Because I would love to sit with her, like, drinking cocktails and ask her about all of her husbands. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just curious. <laughs> What was the happiest day of my life so far? Obviously, my wedding. Your wedding. June 26, 2021 at 4.05. Because <laughs> I was late. Sorry. This is challenge. Ugh. Look around the room and secretly pick an item that you see. 
the first person to guess the item you picked gets this card. They can also ask you yes or no questions to get a clue. Okay, this is so funny because remember we used to play I Spy when you guys were little? Yeah. Oh, that All was so fun. Okay, so. My R patch? No, I don't My even see Rams. that. This? No. Is it anything over here? Yes. The photo of me and Woody. Where's her? Oh, no. Oh, it's too far. Uh, this bag. <laughs> this rope thing. This thing. <laughs> I don't know what any of these things are called. You should probably... Oh, this. No, that was close, uh, though. I mean... I don't know. Angle yourself like you're me. The sticker on Woody's laptop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a cat flipping you off. Because I bought him that shirt for Christmas one year. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, one more. One more and that's it. What do I appreciate most about the person to my left? Which is just you because you're the only person in the room. Everything I do for you. No? What do you appreciate most? Um, The time. Your time with me. Both like in person and over the phone. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people's parents don't answer the phone. Or they don't communicate with their parents at all. I've I've had people where I, I've mentioned you a lot. Like, oh, I called my mom. Or, oh, I was at my mom's house. Or, oh. And they're like, geez. Like, you're with your mom a lot. And I always felt like, well, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You. I thought it was, it's normal. That's normal to me. I thought it was normal, too. I was like that with my mom. Okay. I just thought that was a fun game. Yeah, I can't wait to play that. Can you link it so that I think our it would listeners be fun. can? Yes, I'll yeah. put it on our website and I'll link our website to the bottom of the description of this episode so that you know where to find it. But basically, it's sutherlandgirls.com forward slash the pod. Yeah, so we're going to link it. Um, and our link is a very specific link. Like, try your best to not go out of it. Because that's how you're supporting and investing in our podcast. Thank you. Um, so, again, go to the website. Click on this game. It's called Do You Really Know Your Family? It's a yellow box. I hope they're all yellow because ours is yellow. You know, they <laughs> change the packaging. Yeah. Um, so. There'll be a picture of it. Yeah. And then you click on it and then you add to cart and then you buy now. <laughs> or you buy now. You could do both. Um, okay. Okay. So we're going to get into the February book club episode. I researched how book clubs work because I've never been in a book club. That's a lot of pressure to have to read a book. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure to read a book or listen to a book. Yeah. Um, so I researched it and I tried to see like what are what's normal about book clubs? Like do they ask each other questions or like what goes on in a book club? I found a list of like 25 questions and I was like, okay, this is overwhelming. Let's just do like four. And so I had you pick some. Oh, I thought we were going to have a two, three hour episode today. Huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) From the top. Question number one. What was your favorite part of the book? So what I liked about this book was I learned how to focus on what to put my attention and spend my time and emotions on. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I feel I'm a super like hypersensitive person. I wear my heart on my sleeve mm-hmm. and I mean, I've been told a lot growing up that I'm too emotional or like too sensitive. You're hypersensitive, but I don't think that anybody should ever say that to you. Yeah. So it got me to understand and not like sensitive as in like crying all the time, although I do cry a lot. Um, but it's like both ends of sensitivity, like anger and like sorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I unfortunately hate this part about myself is I'm very reactive. Um, so I, I witnessed like as I was listening to the, cause I listened to the audible that I do spend a lot of time and the energy, like the energy of emotions mm-hmm. on things that I really wish I didn't. Like if, the fact that if someone makes me angry, this book has taught me like, okay, let's rethink why, like, why am I feeling this way? And is it worth it to feel this way? Mm-hmm. Like give this person this part of my day, mm-hmm. basically. So basically, like I have started asking myself, what do I want to spend my time and feelings on? And who do I want to spend it on? So if the person isn't worth it mentally, it's easier to get over it. That's what I've learned. Um, and that's what I like. That's what I need for myself. So that's why that's my favorite part of the book. Um, and then also it like I got to reflect on all my beliefs on positivity, freedom and values versus metrics, like how we measure the values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that they were way off. Like when he starts going into positivity and how it's just like right toxic that shocking yeah i was just like oh my gosh do you know how many people and how many times people have said like this is just not the time Me. or this That's- is not the person that like you're meant to be with like you'll get your time and it's like you're not like validating mm-hmm. your feelings and then you're not able to work through it mm-hmm. um it gave me a better perspective on what I want in my life. So that's my favorite parts. I feel like that was very heavy, but like the book is heavy. If you like give it a chance and get through all the F words at the beginning, which are a lot, I feel like it's every other word, like we said in the last episode. Um, I think there's a lot of things that like, he's very raw and real and he comes off as negative so i can see why people might not like him but it's real it's like real talk right yeah um a lot of the stuff that i learned in the book was kind of shocking first of all like the part that you talked about Mm -hmm. the positivity Mm -hmm. i was like what like i had to go back and listen to it again that whole sunshine and i'll get to it farting rainbows and yeah kissing unicorns (laughs) what you what I learned in this book was that the whole journey the whole process Mm -hmm. you have to suffer in order to 
learn. Yeah. You know. Um, my favorite part of the book was in um, Happiness is the Problem. The chapter Happiness is the Problem. It's a story about the king and the prince. Yeah. And I've heard this story before. So when I uh, when he started re- saying the story, I was like, oh, I love this story because it's so important. Yeah. He raised uh, the the king raised the prince. Basically, it's the king raised the prince, sheltering him from the outside world of suffering and pain. He never wanted his the prince to to feel pain mm-hmm. or suffer. Uh, he never wanted him to want for anything. He had everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the prince snuck out and witnessed the pain and suffering, and it was horrifying. Mm-hmm. He never learned to process what he saw. And he never learned to suffer like the rest. So you'll have to read the book to get the rest of the story. But obviously, because he never saw, he never suffered, he never wanted for anything, he never learned those emotions, Mm -hmm. it like messed up his life for a long time. So a couple quotes from that were, happiness comes from solving problems. And that was big. That like, that that was like an aha for me like the reward is happiness yes yeah you know when people say i just want you to be happy or i just want to be happy mm-hmm. every time i hear somebody say i just want to be happy that just sounds so not right to me i don't want to say dumb but not right like because almost, that's not the goal in life yeah it's like m- you're being materialistic on emotions it's, yeah like i think Right now with what's going on with the whole don't hurt anybody's feelings and don't, you know, every everything's okay. Yeah. I think that they have the wrong idea of what happiness is mm-hmm. in life. Um, happiness is a form of action. It's an activity. Happiness is constant work in progress. So it's everything that you go through. Um, I also loved the um, you're not special the story I've told you the story and I think I talked about it on mm-hmm. on an episode about how the self-esteem project yeah where they tried to um, I believe it started in the 70s he said um, but children that were had low self-esteem or low test scores yeah um, they started giving them out awards and trophies you know that uh, there's no nobody yeah. wins everybody gets a trophy everybody's the same well, that was my generation and it didn't obviously it didn't work yeah not everybody can be exceptional yeah you know failure is necessary in developing strong successful adults question number two did you reread any passages which ones okay I listen again I listen to the audible so I screenshot every time I liked a story and then like I went back and I re-listened to it so I have a few lots <laughs> this one was in and like if you're listening to it again you can listen to it for free on Spotify um so if you go to like an hour and 50 minutes it talks about um your underlying value versus metrics. Um, So I put a note down for not all failures are failures. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think a lot of times we are so hard on ourselves and call normal things failures. 
So, for example, there's a story about how he's not close with his brother. Mm -hmm. Like, he values him. He respects him. He, like, understands him. But they're not close. What I liked what he said was sometimes brothers don't have close relationships, but that's fine. Like, you just... Essentially, he's saying, like, you got to just get over it because... It's what society tells you is that you're supposed to be close to your family, but it, but not because you're you're we're wired to be a certain way. If we aren't that way, we hold that as a failure. Um, so he said something that I really liked, and he said, "Control what our problems mean, like what they mean." So we have a problem or with a relationship, like we need to not take it as a failure like make it mean something yeah it's as is yeah there's probably no way of fixing that um and it goes i he brings up something else later on which i liked um at a an hour and 55 minutes so five minutes later he talks about rock star problems which i think is a headline Mm -hmm. in the book Mm -hmm. yes And he says, basing future success on, well, this is, there's a story about basing future success on revenge. So if you're constantly trying to be better than someone else and you're succeeding, like you're, you're succeeding at being better than someone else, Mm -hmm. you're never going to feel good enough. It's never going to be good enough. It's not going to be rewarding. Yeah. So, um, he said... By what standards do we measure ourselves? So I think the best way to just like the standard of measuring ourselves is again going back to what we talked about in a past episode is competing with ourselves. Exactly. Not competing with others because it's only going to set us up to feel like failures. Right. And so the story was about two rock star or a rock star being kicked out of a band, which the band ended up being Metallica. And he started his own band and he was always focused his entire life. He felt like he wasn't good good enough. Even though he was super successful, he just wasn't as successful as Metallica. So he never felt the joy of just being successful in in what he had. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that was sad. I feel like a lot of people do that. Um, And you essentially just continue to hurt yourself because... You will only feel like a failure. This is at two hours and 10 minutes. Some of the most meaningful moments we have involve pain, struggle, anger, and despair. Mm -hmm. The years of struggle will strike you as the most beautiful, which is by Freud. Oh, I have that in my notes. You do? You took it from me. (laughs) So like going back to like happiness is the reward. We have to go through the trenches. Yeah to receive the reward right um so (laughs) this goes the positivity staying positive are poor ideals for a person's life the point is to nail down values and metrics which are signs of good values Mm. so i feel like if you like you being more humble and grounded genuinely are good traits in people am i repeating everything you're gonna talk about (laughs) Okay, two hours and 12 minutes. I know this is like a lot together, but it was just so good. Um, There's a part in the book 
where he lays out a side note. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite sure what page it is, but he says, side note, in quotes, people who are t- terrified of what others think of them are actually terrified of all the shitty things they think of themselves being reflected back at them. Exactly. What do I always say? The way people treat you is... The way they feel about themselves. Exactly. And I was just like, oh my gosh. When they accuse you of things, it's usually... You you usually don't like the things that are reflected back at you. Yeah. In other people. Yeah. So I thought that was such a good quote. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he goes on to saying bad values in people or people who are feeling good all the time or not being alone. Those are bad values in people. Yeah, that whole section where he talks about passionate people and how they're, they don't really feel because they're just chasing that next high constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get to like learn about like what good values versus bad values are and how to judge them. Well, not judge them, maybe measure them. Measure. Um, And then, oh my gosh, there's so many. But I just, they were so good. That's Um, good that you got a lot out of it. That's the whole point of us doing this. Yes. Uh, Three hours and 14 minutes. Um, He says, our brains are made to be efficient, not accurate. So he goes on to talk about how we, if something happens to us in the moment, we can recite exactly what the mom- what happened in the moment. Mm-hmm. Then we l- start letting feelings in and we mm. change the story. And then a day goes by and we have to re-remember what happened and we change the story a little bit more. And then a week goes by and it changes the story a little bit more. And then something triggers that moment that you had. And that feeling, the feelings that you have, change the story even more to the point where the story is not even true anymore. But this is how our brains are made and that explains how siblings that grow up in the same house have totally different stories of their childhood yes because they all experience it differently yes um so we're constantly misleading ourselves based on one bad moment with someone or something and it doesn't make it truly terrible we just allow that one moment to manifest a whole timeline yeah so I like the saying, it's one bad day, not one bad season. Yes. Um, or like vice versa, it's, you're having a bad season, not a bad year. Right. Um, and I, I think people who suffer with depression, um, we constantly think that like... The world is caving in. Yeah, that it's never going to get better. Right. But we're letting one little event define a whole entire timeline Mm -hmm. so that's like kind of when like you need to look at the positive and be grateful without it turning into toxic positivity um three hours and 35 minutes he talks about failure and success paradox so there's this story i love this freaking story it's about pablo picasso oh yeah and he's he telling the story about how he's at a coffee shop and he's doodling on a napkin that's been used you know it's not in the best shape but he's doodling and doodling doodling but a woman is watching him doodle it and she's like mesmerized because of course it's a masterpiece yes and he goes 
to throw the napkin away and she goes whoa 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 like can I please have that napkin I love your doodles and she 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 says she'll buy it off him and he says okay twenty thousand dollars and she's like taken back by like it's a napkin and with doodles on it Mm -hmm. like how can you took you like two minutes yeah and so the basis of the story is over 60 years of his life it took to draw this one little doodle on a napkin um it's his life's work just because it took two, two minutes yeah so he goes on to say that improvements are only made by tiny failures Mm. so obviously we've talked about how not everyone could be perfect on the first try and a lot of people give up after not think if from thinking that they should be perfect the first time but the only way to perfect it is by tiny little improvements Mm -hmm. else you are a failure because you did quit the first time because you weren't good yeah being a failure is not trying again yes you know what the best story for that is when he talks about the toddler learning to walk. Yeah. When a toddler is learning to walk, it falls down a hundred times, mm-hmm. but it keeps getting up. It never thinks of itself as a failure or that it can't do it. Mm-hmm. The toddler continues to get up until it walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at four hours and 12 minutes, there's two more. I promise I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> he says the quote, if we are unwilling to fail, we're unwilling to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times people are just like so stunted and scared to fail. But like, what if they're so good at it? Right. They're afraid they're going to fail you so they don't even try. Try. But what if that one opportunity of you choosing to be afraid of failing is the only moment in your life that is success? Mm -hmm. So that like got me a little bit because I love that. I mean, I've. I try my best to try everything. I've tried surfing. Don't love it. Tried snowboarding. Really don't love it. (laughs) Like, I want to try to ski because maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I'm going to love. If Mm -hmm. not, sledding all the way and at the lodge only. Yeah, cocktails in the lodge. Okay, at uh, four hours and 15 minutes. And this is just like broad timing. This is still on the same question? Yep. Okay. These are things that I was just like, oh my gosh, these are so good. These are the passages that you reread? Yeah. Okay. Like I went back listening in mm-hmm. the moment. Like mm-hmm. I listened it th- through it and then replayed it. Yes. And then I screenshot it. Yes. And now I rewrote it again. So it's three times. Wow. Okay. So this is just chapter eight in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the importance of saying no. That's a huge one. Yes. I feel like i that's one thing that I really need to work on. What does Aunt Liz say? No is a complete sentence. Period. Period. No. Period. <laughs> um. So it goes, he, he talks a lot about like saying no to things instead of just like moving here, doing this, dating this person, going to the next person. Um, he talks about his personal commitment issues. My note was that it's very, for me, I'm a very committed person, like, and loyal. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting for me to listen to someone who wasn't able to commit. 
like their his thought process it was just like so interesting to me so I mean if you have someone in your life a loved one um a sibling or your significant other that's having trouble com- committing mm-hmm. this chapter is probably the best thing for you to listen to so you can understand their thought process yeah that was sorry that was the thing that I learned too a lot of the chapters were about people that I have been around or experienced life with and I was like oh yeah um so he talks about how he wanted absolute freedom Mm -hmm. go here do this leave this person go to the next person whatever travel um but he says absolute freedom doesn't make us happy having a small selection of choices does so i was thinking this made me think of when i was planning our wedding and i was like all i want this was before we really did a deep dive i said all i want is someone to provide me two two options yeah because too many options is so overwhelming right that i feel like i'm not gonna make the right decision so uh-huh. i'd rather not yeah like that kind of a freedom makes me not want to make a choice right i do like um when i'm faced with choices to process of elimination yeah yeah i've always done that too i think <clears throat> you you taught me that because yeah. it's easier it's easier to be decisive if you're given a selection of choices mm-hmm. um and then that way you don't feel like this is the only road, but you're given two or three roads. Yeah, not too many because then you're overwhelmed. But then if you're, yeah. Um, so he said this quote that I really liked. Um, the only way to achieve meaning at the sense of importance in one's life is through rejection in alternatives, narrowing freedom. One place, one belief, one person. Mm. And I think that's why maybe i don't know i i feel like back in the olden days when there was like a small community and small selection of people it was easy to just find love well i um instead of branching out because people who usually branch out they're overwhelmed by do you think that is why some let's say people in their 30s have not found somebody yet because there's too much of a selection there's too many things they can find I, wrong with people. I think I think in the old days, people settled. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a good farmer. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like he has to have a job and a house and a car and a, yeah. and a good family. And, a, you know, he has to be cute and he has to work out. And, he has, you know, there's I think way too many options now. I think maybe not options, but I think people hold their standards of a mate too high like unrealistically Mm -hmm. like you can't there's no physical being out there that has everything on your list right but i think that also could be a protection mechanism that's what i was gonna say was that they use that as no he he's not the one or she's not the one it's She's out there. I just have to keep looking. Yeah. No. I guarantee you, the one is in your 20s. You think you meet them in your 20s? I think so. Or wherever you want to actually settle down. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be, like, gallivanting. Working in, on your career or yeah. traveling or whatever, and then do it in your 30s or... Yeah. 
it's wherever you settle is where you find your person yeah which is kind of like weird mentally because you're like everyone says don't settle but like the the moment in time when you stop looking and you just like leave it like it'll happen when it happens is that moment when you find your person i think you shouldn't force it i think yes i i think these dating apps are literally the worst and i know we're going off on a tangent but yeah i think that um when you feel like you cannot live without the person you know um that every you wake up thinking about them you fall asleep thinking about them um every happy thought you think of them every sad thought you think of them when you're in trouble that's the person that you think of you know yeah it's not necessarily somebody that makes a million dollars or somebody that has a big house or somebody that you know yeah i think there's a lot of pressure on finding the one based on how they match your love language but i think the person also needs to match how they protect or build you back up Mm -hmm. when times are low Another thing that you'll learn from this book, if you are looking for someone, is that the struggle is what makes the relationship. Yes. Oh my gosh, bond. I think I had that, but then yeah. I didn't write it down. It is the more you have conflict, the more you solve that cl- conflict, the closer you grow, the deeper the bond. So I think a lot of people nowadays, there's a conflict. And they're like, well, he's not the one or she's not the one. She, you know, instead of trying to work things out. Yeah. You know, so. Like, for example, or fertility issues. You said to me after the first box that we did of testing blood, you said it's it might seem so easy for everyone around you that's getting pregnant but this is only going to bring you and Woody together. Yes. Because you have to have conflict in your relationship in order to bond. Yeah. And I've never loved him more and appreciated him more. Mm -hmm. Cause now it's like, it's, it's not like I can do something to get us somewhere, you know, or vice versa. Like he can do something. We both have to do this together. It doesn't take one or the other to get us there. Right. So the struggle together is definitely like making, like I said, I've never loved him more. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult times to bring, uh, I mean, hopefully bring people closer together. Sometimes people run. Mm -hmm. Which I always thought I was a runner, but yeah, I don't think I am. (laughs) okay we totally got off tangent i'm sorry we got a runner what was the question again (laughs) did you reread any passages in which um speaking of that the value of suffering the chapter of value of suffering is one that i reread a lot because in that chapter is where he talks about um because i'm always saying um me and myself i'm always saying be positive look at the positive side you know um, look at the bright side of things when things go wrong. I mean, like that is me. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Sunshine. Yeah. I mean, I've always been that. Well, I don't want to say always, but that's my thing is like affirmations and, mm-hmm. and you know, 
They what, call that toxic positivity. I know. Now. When he yeah. said that, I was like, oh, I'm toxic. And I've been hearing that a lot because of the fertility issues. I follow this account and it's like, um, be cautious of toxic positivity. And it says like, it's not your time or it's... It'll happen when it, it happens. Yeah. All the classic sayings. And yeah. it's like, you have to... That was when I read that and I texted you and I said, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's my positivity that I'm trying to keep you, you know... Up instead of spiraling. Yes. Yeah, yes. I understand. But denying negative emotions leads to experiencing deeper, more prolonged negative emotions. If you don't deal with those feelings, and it yeah. made sense when I did read it, if you don't experience those, feel them, it's kind of like grief. If you deny grief and fight the tears yeah. every time they come and fight those feelings, you know, think of something else or, and you know, people are trying to distract you and stuff, you you have to sit in it. Mm-hmm. You Just have to like sit, depression. Yes, you yeah. have to sit in it. And then I wrote my um, favorite quote by Freud. Mm. One day, the years of struggle <laughs> will strike you as beautiful. <laughs> that was mine too. That was definitely worth saying again. Yes. But um, I reread the, the chapter on positivity because I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be a catch in here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because I'm, I, I am a true believer in if you wake up and think three positive things, it really sets the pace for the day. Mm-hmm. But I get what he's saying in when negative things happen, you need to deal with them. Yeah. You, you can't, because I do know people, I know some people that don't watch the news, don't read, they don't want to hear it, they don't want to know it because that's negativity and they don't want it in their life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a balance. I think you need to kind of know what's going on, but not overfill your brain with that negativity. Yes. Okay, so the next question how did this book impact you? Um, it made me really emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm an emotional person, but there's so many good stories mm-hmm. and examples mm-hmm. and quotes. Um, it definitely opened my eyes up more to people around me, like so I can better understand them. I feel like the last book was the same way, but I feel like this one's like, he's so... To the point. Yeah, like no fluff. Yeah. So I, I've i noticed a lot about people around me and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the question that you didn't read yet, it says, do you think you'll remember everything in the book in a few months or years? And I said, no, I think this is a repetitive read. Like, I think this is good, a good thing to listen to, especially at least once a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you look at my book, I have tags yeah, all the way through my book <laughs> and a highlights. Yeah. So that, like you said, in a year or whatever, I can go back and just read the highlights or tagged pages. Yeah. Um, I also learned so much, not just about myself, but other people around me and other people that you deal with. Um, it's a good read for how to deal with people too. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, we might automatically react the way we feel we would need in the moment instead of thinking what the person needs. Like, there's a lot of things that we've been taught a lot from society or from our parents that, like, he's, like, 
yeah, but that's not the way to do it. It's not the way to think. Right. That's not the way to live. Well, remember when he talks about media and TV and commercials Mm -hmm. and how that influences us. Mm -hmm. Like all the commercials tell you, you have to have a bigger house, a better car, a big jacuzzi, a big, you know, everything. And and when they replay and replay Mm -hmm. and replay and replay, you start to believe that. Yeah. And it's also like stuff in the media that they're not specifically saying, but it's visuals of what we're taking in. Yes. And even the strongest person out there that says, I don't believe that or that doesn't affect me. It does. Yeah. It does. Anything repetitive will affect you. Yeah. I think the the most that I learned is, and I've heard it a hundred times, is it's about the journey. Yeah. Life is a journey, not an end point, not a, you know. End point is death. So right. we don't, I mean, we do want to eventually get there, but like that's not the end goal. Right. And That's everything in that end. process is the suffering, the failing, the solving problems. Um, everything is a choice. That was another really good part of the book. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to allow someone to make you unhappy or to upset you. It, mm-hmm. It's a choice by two. Yes, they might have done something that made you unhappy or they might have done something that hurt you, but you're mm-hmm. making the choice. Mm-hmm. That was big. You have to take responsibility for your feelings. Yeah. Yeah, he said something about, like, um, why do you choose to work somewhere and hate your boss? Right. Like, you're choosing to be in that environment. Yes. So, why are you upset? Right. It's just, your choice. It's such a um, tough love. Yes. Is the book. Yeah, tough it's love. like if you went to him for something and he said... Well, you're making the choice to be there every day, you know. Yeah, and it's like the, yeah. not the reaction like, you want. Wow, be nice. Tell me it's okay. Yeah, and, and that's like, what we want. Yeah, because we're big babies, and we're used to toxic positivity. Sorry, it's okay. Um, I learned about boundaries, trust, avoiding rejection, which is a huge thing for me. Um, conflict, avoiding it, you must have it to grow. Mm-hmm. When he says you have to have conflict to grow, I was like, wow. I don't want to. I don't like conflict. Yeah. Just like when you're put into a, a lot of people that I know, a lot of my friends, I think because we're all very similar, we hate confrontation. But there's always someone in the group, whether you're all the same, that you're more that. And I feel like I'm very much... I hate confrontation, but I think I'm the most confrontational. Out of your friends, yes. Out of my friends. Yes. So who should read this book? I said everyone. Me too. I said all my friends mm-hmm. to be very specific. Um, it's more about, it's more than about not giving enough. It's all the things. It's like selective giving enough about. Like, Mm -hmm. he makes you, like, reframe. Like, I feel like the song, I don't F with you type thing Mm -hmm, is the mm -hmm. mentality of, like, I don't give an F. Mm -hmm. But I think what he's, he's taking that, like, typical saying of, like, zero Fs given. Yeah. And he's rephrasing it to, like, no, this is the healthy way. Right. To not give an F. Right. And you see that title of that book and you hear it and you're thinking like, well, that's rude or that's not a nice person, but it's not exactly what the book is about. I yeah. mean, um, it's 
all the things that I mentioned before, suffering, failing, solving problems, boundaries, trust. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really about getting outside of your head. Yeah. You know. Looking from the outside in rather mm -hmm. than yeah, inside out. I don't know. It does make you look at the, at the journey in a whole different way. At least for me, it did. Yeah. So for that question, who do you recommend the book to? I said all of my friends, but then I said it's perfect for approaching 30. Oh, that is a good step. Because I think a lot of us... We're still trying to understand, like, out of high school, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're whoever our parents wanted us to become, but our 20s are really, who do we want to be? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of damage happens in your 20s. Like, you always, I hear this all the time, like, and he says it in the book, like, oh, well, it's because of my childhood. No, it's because you're choosing to blame it on your childhood. You could be getting better right now but you're choosing to make your whole entire life because of this one little moment in your childhood. So I think doing it after you've experienced your 20s, uh -huh. right before going into your 30s, because I always hear people who are older than me that they love their 30s. Like mm -hmm. they thought it was scary, but it's not that bad. And I think this is like the perfect pivotal moment to read a book is the end of your 20s and start your 30s setting, out right setting you up for your I think 20s are very difficult because you're trying to figure out who you are you're trying to find your way you're trying to find love set up roots and foundation yeah. but you still care so much about what people think yeah you know that that I'm not like that I'm not you know you don't know what you're like yet, yeah. but you're you're trying to tell people you're a different way. Yeah. You know, so. You're fighting. Every milestone, so 30, 40, 50. So that's what I was going to say was I think this is a perfect book for every milestone birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it really is like a, these are things that you need to like live your life on. Yeah. If, if, if I could go back and have that type of influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also said anyone feeling stuck in life. Yeah, I agree. Because I, not in my personal life, but like I've been feeling stuck and I feel like the quote about like, well, if you hate your job, but you choose to stay there, that's your choice. And that hit me hard because I, I feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I feel like I'm just going to need to reread this book again. <laughs> like it's gonna be like Gilmore Girls. I'm gonna listen to it every couple of weeks because it's only like five or six hours. To yeah, listen it's to in it. the car. You can yeah. in the car ride. You can yeah. yeah. Okay, so, we made it to the end. I honestly beep, like beep, those beep, questions. Beep, beep. Yeah. I want to hear from everyone who's just finished this episode. We're not quite done yet, but if you've finished this, you've gotten to this point in the episode. Go ahead to our instagram and leave a comment on either our, any of our posts or a dm and let us know if you liked these questions for the books because we're going to keep doing this like our goal is to read a book a month and then talk about it here so if you like the questions that we answered let us know if you liked them like don't feel weird about asking us questions don't feel weird about dming us we both look at the comments we both look at the dms uh -huh. We both respond, like, most of the time it's you. But a lot of the time I'm, like, looking and I'm seeing who is interacting with mm -hmm. us. And, like, 
the last post that we did with Chelsea commenting. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. This <laughs> love, is so funny. Love my little Chelsea bug. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the March book. Which I already started. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. I already started it like a few years ago. Oh. I'm doing all books that I've started and quit. And never finished. Yeah. Well, that's good. You should start there before I start buying, you know, new books. Yeah. Get, them, get them finished. Although I have so many books that I want to buy. But I'm going to wait. Because that's what I do. I buy like five books at a time. Yeah. I know I'm crazy. Yeah. But I buy, buy books in bulk and then I read like three or four chapters and then I stop. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready for this book announcement? Okay. That is Drum general. roll, that is please. <laughs> Anybody know the Griswolds? The book title is Girl, Stop Apologizing by... Rachel, Rachel Hollis. Hollis. So one little thing, I, I mean, everyone should read this. It's not just for like girls. She's very, she's like um, a life coach. In and she's the, real. She's very real. She talks real. about her struggles. and Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like her because she seems too, like she seems like she's trying to be too real. But I love both of her books. I watched Girl, Wash Your Hair. Is that what it's called? Wash your face. Oh, it's wash your face. Yeah. I was wash your hair. Girl, wash your face. Okay. That book I read all the way through. But this one, I started reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And then, you know, life gets busy. But one of the things I do remember from reading it is she says, watch how many times you say sorry. Because most of the time you're apologizing for things that are not your fault. I don't know anybody that, you that should. does that. Oh. So just because you're allowing people to treat you the certain way if you say, it's okay. Well, I told you what happened when I stopped doing that. Like when you told me, stop apologizing for things that are out of your control. And then you go, I started okay, doing it. I know. <laughs> I started doing it and I noticed people changing around me. Yep. And they were like, um, even when they would apologize and I would just sit there, I wouldn't go, it's okay. Yeah. They'd be like, is there something wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, a few people in my life have, have yeah. I can tell because I'm not first to say sorry. And when they apologize for something they did that hurt me, I'm not saying it's okay, mm-hmm. which I always do. I always say yeah. it's okay. Yeah. By saying it's I okay. I teach people how to treat me. Yes. I know. You're I know. telling people it's okay to treat you that way. And I, in one particular case, I stood up for myself and bye-bye <laughs> those who love you will stick with you yep and the people who can't handle it bye mm-hmm. i don't want to say the because saying you, you because we to... love somebody named that name you know that bye thing that people say bye felicia. no don't say that we love i her. love felicia <laughs> <laughs> no um but i think a lot of women especially I think that's why her books are so popular is because she's... You don't have to be the woman you were raised to be. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Because we are raised to um, cater to other people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a good read for men too. Like I know it's a very girly book. Yeah. It's a chick that wrote it. I think if you want to understand your partner more, more, like I would love Woody to read this book. Oh yeah, because it real she really gets into female emotions. Yeah, yeah and yeah. how how we are told to be. 
and it's not just like our parents like so you're not like what's wrong with you yeah yeah or why do you think that way or i've never done anything for you to feel this way no we're like molded into being a certain way and it's now damaging us as a female society Mm -hmm. and i think that's where like feminism gives it a bad term is a bad term for it because we're not trying to like say all the men in the world suck we're trying to say we've been treated this way we'd like to be treated this way now right and either take it or not yeah but like it's like no bs like this is who i want to be and this is how i want to be treated if you can't do this sorry bye it's funny that you say that because when you talk about being raised and how women or how girls are supposed to rea- uh, behave and react. And it just flashes in my head. I was always told to sit, look pretty, mm-hmm. cross your legs, keep your dress down, Shannon. Yeah. Um, like fold your legs together. Precious little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. I mean, cause I only wore dresses when I was little. Yeah. But I can constantly remember my gram saying, keep your legs down, you know, and, and she would fix my dress as a little toddler, like, you know, prim and proper. So when girls are told things like that their whole life, it slowed our progression down as a whole species, I guess. Yeah. So I just want every woman to feel empowered. I want every woman to, you can do anything. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we're better than men, but Mm. I mean, Think about all the things that women do. Oh, we take and take you and take and take life, and take. You give birth. Until we can't take it anymore. And then we lash out. And then the, everyone's like, what's your problem? Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? We were designed to take and take everything mm-hmm. and just be quiet. Be quiet. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not being quiet anymore. <laughs> we're being loud. <laughs> so. I love being a girl. So whenever somebody says i love feminists or feminism or that that term kind of rubs me the wrong way yeah um i love empowered women that are taking care of themselves yeah you know i love 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 that's very attractive to me Mm -hmm. um but i love being a girl too Mm -hmm. i Uh, love being taken care of yes but i also like to take care of others Mm -hmm. but i'd like to be given the choice okay I'd like to be given the choice to be an emotional and not feel like, oh, you're on your period. Like, yeah. no. You're How, an emotional Most of girl. the time when I am crying, I'm not even close to my period. So that's a bad example. That was an, a bad story. Well, hopefully we're going to learn a lot from this book. Yeah. We'll so, see. And I hope a lot of men buy this book or like listen to the audible. Just audi- listen to the audible. Audible, yeah. yeah. It's... I like it so far and I can't even remember it, but that's the one thing that I do remember and yeah. I love that. If you have any suggestions for books, let us know. Yes. DM us if you have a book. We're, we don't do fiction. Yeah. No, we're not going to do Fifty Shades. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it by heart anyway. I can tell you. <laughs> have you read the one of Christian's sign? I want to read that one. But uh, Freed? Yeah. The newest one I have not. Because it the, won't be a movie. That's so. his second. That's oh, the second geez. book from his voice. And I have not read that yet. <sighs> there's too many books. Never mind. I'm going to give up. Just watch the movies. But I don't think there's going to be movies. The movies aren't that. as good. The book is so much better. Okay. I well, mean, we're sticking with 
Yeah. Girl, stop apologizing. We're we're sticking with like um, not helpful self, books. Not self help though. Like I feel like self. help It could be business. It could be life. Yeah. It could be. And not too like I don't want to go too far into like the feminist because I I don't like that part. Like that right. gives us a bad name. So let's read a book about guys next month. Okay. How about that? Okay. Does anybody have a good book out there for, for men's self-esteem? Or like <laughs> us understanding the men? Yeah, how to understand the men. You know, it's so funny. You just said that and this popped into my head. My mom years ago read oh the gosh. books. Um, men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Venus. Is that what you were thinking? Yes, that's the yes. exact book I was thinking because she gave it to Megan and Megan loved that book. Oh, she like, did? Really? It's a really good book. He was a really great doctor. Okay. Uh, I believe he passed away. Okay. But uh, Grandma, if you're listening, can you find that book? And it was it was a good book because I read it too. Um. But yeah, if you if you have ideas book. for guys, it it is, and it's old fashioned. I mean, yeah, it's not one of those books that carried over into. Okay, the new. yeah, we're not going to do that book then. No, I want like modern age, a different book, or a guy that's read a book that has a suggestion. Let us yeah. know. Yes, we want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> We we think we want to know you, you as well as we know ourselves. That was corny. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Don't forget, we always do bloopers at the end of our episodes. There's been one or two that we didn't, but like there weren't any bloopers, so sorry. Actually, not sorry. I'm not apologizing. You'll enjoy it whether it has bloopers or not. I promise. Um, but. Don't forget to go to Instagram and TikTok at Sutherland Girls and hit that follow button. DM us. We want interaction. We love it. Go to Spotify, hit follow, hit the bell to get notified. But also, we don't have rates yet. So if you love the show, go to rate the show on Spotify and leave us a little love note. Um, we can't wait to read it. And I think that's it. Oh, our LinkedIn as well. But no one's on LinkedIn anymore. But. If I invited you That's to like business. to follow the page, please, follow please accept. It. Come on, most people have, but I'm just saying for share those us, that listen, like still. us, tell your friends about us. Yeah, share us. Um, I want to give a shout out to Paige, my friend. She reposted us on her story. Oh, and it was nothing. Like I didn't ask her to do it or anything. It's she made me feel good, and I just love that. I love our friendship. There's a trainer at our gym that always posts. Yeah. Repost. I guess you call it repost. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. We appreciate it for you guys supporting us. Even if you're not, you know, shopping the podcast on our website, just shouting us out or sharing the episode with someone. If you think about someone listening during like the time you're listening to any of the episodes, please share it with that person because that means a lot to you. All right. Other than that, bye. What in the heck was what that? Was that? Was that As the fan? I hit record. Was that a fan? I don't know. Hold on. Something fell. Oh my Oswald. Gosh. What was that? Oh. <laughs> um. But it's basically Sutherland gr- Posey. So I didn't didn't technically reread. This this girl is driving me fucking crazy. Okay, put her out. Where's my mom?
my phone. Oh, I'm looking at it. I'm so glad you did that. That's such an old person thing. Fuck. Oh my gosh, I'm such an old person. Okay. Oh, wrong one. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this book announcement? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are you ready? Are you ready for the book announcement for March? Okay. I don't know which one it is. Oh my. (laughs) Okay. It's this one. No, it's not that one. I thought it was drum roll. (laughs) 